You're listening to New Mommy at 40 podcast. My name is Victoria Latour Dunker, and I'm your host. Welcome to our community. It's a non-judgmental, safe, honest space for mature people who are entering parenthood. We are almost at the end of season one, so if you're new here, welcome. And if you're coming back, oh, thank you so much for making this community what it is today. Please take a second and follow, subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And let's get into it. Hit it. It didn't happen in my 20s. Who cares? Now I've got all this fancy wisdom to share. Hey, I've got this baby. You're getting the best of me because I'm a new mommy of 40. Wait, don't put that in your hair. Oh, oh. This week, we're chatting with Kimberly DeVito Young. What I loved about this one is that our mutual friend from high school put us in touch to do this. Hi, Wendy Hillman. At 43, Kim is a wife and a busy full-time mama who is raising a young adult, two teenagers, and a four-year-old. We'll talk about the unexpected but joyful addition to her family and the differences between her previous pregnancies. She shares the ins and outs of starting over again and the lessons she's learned along the years. Make sure you listen to the end to catch some great parenting tips and hacks for potty training and all of those arts and crafts that your little one brings home. Come grab some coffee or tea and sit with us. Hi, Kim. <laughs> nice to see you. How have you been? What's going on? Been great. Um, busy. Yeah. Um, have four kids. Yeah. Uh, work full time. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> life is very full. <laughs> yeah. You've got your hands full and I'm glad to hear that life is very full. I wanted to talk to you because you're actually the first guest I think that we've had so far that has multiples across the board. So where you re-experienced being a mom to a young, like started over again after having near adult kids now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when, when did you get married or when did you start to have your older children? How old were you? I was 24 when I had my, my oldest and then my youngest, I was 40. So <laughs> Um, a very, very big gap. Yeah. Well, th what's funny, guys, is you'll see, you know, as as you know, we do like little clips. Um, even her picture, she has, she does not look for over forty at all. <laughs> that's that's what the best part of this is. She's like, oh, twenty four, and I'm like, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> but I'm sure it doesn't feel that way. No, no, not at all. So when so tell me how did you get to motherhood at that stage? So my husband and I met. I was actually still in high school. He was in the military and he was home on leave visiting family. And we actually met at a stoplight. So this is a whole nother what <laughs> interesting story. Uh, had another one of our mutual classmates was with me. Wait 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 um, hold on. You're not s skipping that part that story right? You're no, gonna no, tell no, us. No. No. Oh, okay. So we he had some of his um, army friends with him, and so we ended up at the beach. First off, we all parked in a spot that we weren't supposed to park in, and then once we got to the beach, they ditched us. So of course, this was, you know, a many number of years ago before really cell phones and everything. And we were, I think, on the payphone, my <laughs> girlfriend and I that were were there, and all of a sudden we see my car go by on a tow truck. 
So we start like running back to try to find them because they've ditched us. So my now husband was the perfect gentleman, paid for my car to get out of basically Hawk. (laughs) We met for breakfast the next day. I paid him back. And it, the relationship just went from there. He he was in Georgia, stationed in Georgia at the time. And he would come back, you know, a couple of times a month and sort of had like long distance relationship. And that's where it all started. Wow. <laughs> well, first of all, he should have paid for the tow because he was rude by ditching you for the first place. I'm just yes. going to call him out. Okay. Because yes. now you're, you know, you're in love and you glazed over the fact that he ditched us. So it was nice of him to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> so you got married how long? After you um, I met. was I was 21. So we waited about, you know, three years or so before we decided that we wanted to start a family. I actually had problems getting pregnant with my first was on Clomad for about three months. Now, why um, was that? Did they diagnose you with something? What? How did they? They didn't diagnose me. They they thought maybe polycystic ovaries, but I was never like officially diagnosed. I was seeing a midwife, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's was kind of there. just we had been trying for, you know, probably like six months nothing was happening. So they were like, let's try the Clomid. So we did that for like two to three months and then got pregnant with our first. Nice. Pretty normal pregnancy, you know, morning sickness, that kind of stuff, but no, no complications. Born on July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> Which is apropos for, you know, the daughter or to a military man. Yes. July yeah. 4th. Okay. So Were there any family questions of it being too early or was that like in your family, was that a normal quote unquote age to to start a family? No, it was was a normal age. Um, My mom married, you know, younger Mm -hmm. and then, you know, had me around the same age. So my sister actually got pregnant in high school. So my daughter was actually the second grandchild. So it wasn't a surprise or Mm -hmm. you know, a shock or anything, because, you know, we had been married for a couple of years, there was no questions or, you know, we'll get to why I'm asking that because you had lots of a range of of reactions along the the kids. So, so this one, everyone's fine. It's the quote unquote, normal age. And -hmm. then how many years apart are the the second and the third? The first two, it's two girls, two boys. My older and younger daughter, they're 20 months apart to the day. Because we had problems (laughs) getting pregnant the first time, didn't necessarily maybe take the precautions that we should have. (laughs) And 20 months later, we had Kylie. So I don't know that it was a shock. I think it was probably more of a shock to us just because we always knew we wanted three kids, but maybe not that close, you know, in age. Mm -hmm. So again, again, no one was like, oh my gosh, but it was, I think, I think for us, it was just more of a shock and it was like, okay, now we're going to have two kids under two. And what's that like when you have them close in the, in like around the same stages of progression, uh, you know, in, in their development, what, what is that like for those of us who are thinking about adding to our families if, if possible? I I think it, it, honestly, it depends on the kids, you know, no two kids are the same. And for me, my girls are complete opposites. My oldest is a neat freak. My younger daughter is very messy. And my younger daughter had colic as a baby, very difficult child, just, you know, was very set in her ways. Um, She was the one that would, you know, cut her hair or cut her clothes. (laughs) When my first, you know, my oldest daughter was just more of a, you know, just like, the per- you know, like what you would envision, the perfect child, just very well-mannered. And, they, you know, they always say your second one's more of your wild child <laughs> kind of 
kind of vibe. But I think growing up, I mean, being that close, they did like the same things, you know, like when they went through different phases of like Barbies or like American Girl dolls. So it was nice having the same sex and they could relate to the same things. Mm -hmm. So that was always nice. And for me, I like to dress them alike. So they always had matching outfits (laughs) and everyone always thought they were twins because they were so close in age. But for me, I I liked it. I liked it. I think closeness in age was was not a bad thing. So they're close in age. And then the third. Mm-hmm. How many? So because the second one was such a wild child. <laughs> you we waited a while. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure. You know, we want, we knew we wanted a third. And of course, my husband wanted, you know, wanted a son. So we waited a little bit. And they're almost, almost five years apart. Like okay. four, and, four and change. So we did wait a little bit. And what was your method of waiting when that com- when it comes to waiting? Did you use birth control? How did you plan Um, that out? Yeah, I was on the birth control pill. And then once we decided, okay, I think we're I think we're kind of at a point where maybe she's kind of settling down. So then you just, you know, stopped using the birth control and and got pregnant pretty quickly. I think it was only like a month or two. So because interesting, because I was thinking earlier, you said because we always knew we wanted three kids. Mm -hmm. So and you were very, this is very methodical in the sense of okay, the first one, out of bliss and you know we love each other and married we're young okay we have a baby then oops second (laughs) third not not anything against your daughter we i'm sure you she knows (laughs) the way i said that was like oops um (laughs) but you have your first you had your second you planned out Mm -hmm. the third and Mm -hmm. by all means you were done we were done and we how had the girls, yeah, and we had our boy, and we were done. We were absolutely one hundred percent. We are done. We you are clo- good. You our closed up shop. Yeah, we're good. Okay, so how did you close close up shop? What did you do? So my husband would not do what he needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> this was a request we, we, of yours, was it? Yes. So I ended up, you know, talking to my midwife, and we decided I was still young at that point. You don't want to you know, God forbid something happens, you don't want to like limit your options. So we decided on the IUD. So at that point, that was when I got my first IUD and was working well, okay. <laughs> working very well up until <laughs> okay, until it wasn't. <laughs> so walk me through. Okay. So <laughs> are you a planner? Because uh, yes. And this is your profession yeah. too, right? Yes. I'm an event planner by trade. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing and feeling is that you like schedules, you you plan things out, you and your husband seem to be a very good team as to and, and on the same page as to mm-hmm. what you wanted for your family. So yes. and you, you get this IUD and you think, okay, we're good. And so walk me through how you found out <laughs> <laughs> that number four, the last and perfect child in the DeVito Young fa- <laughs> family. How did you find that out? So I had been very busy at work. We were opening a new arena um, on a college campus. And so it was just very long hours. And so, you know, with an IUD, typically some people don't get a period at all or it's very light. Mm-hmm. So the first month I kind of noticed like, oh, I don't think I really had a period, you know, <laughs> but kind of just brushed it under the rug again, like a lot of stress at work and have been working long hours, probably not drinking enough water. Like, you know, you just all these things and you're like, I have an IUD, like there's no way I'm pregnant. I've had it for 
you know, five years or whatever. Wait, you had it and, at five um, years at that point? Oh, because you got it right after the last child. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think um, I was trying to remember. I think the I think I had two because I think the first one was like a three year, and then I think then they did they you know took that one out, and then I think the second one was it was supposed to be a ten year. Got it. Um, apparently we know that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so when the second month rolled around, which was February, I kind of was like, hmm, you know, getting ready to turn 40. And I'm like, again, like, there's no way I have an IUD. Like, there's no way I'm pregnant. So I just went to the dollar store, got a test because I'm like, I'm not pregnant. There's no way. There's no way I'm pregnant. So I take the test and immediately it shows up positive. So I start Googling like, you know, a crazy person like, False positives with an IUD, like just all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, I, I just, there's no way, you know. So I call my husband. He's at work. Tell him, you know, pregnancy test is positive. He's like, no, there's no way. He comes home. And we're just kind of like, there's no way. So, and that was a Friday night. Every, You know, there's nothing open. There's no doctor's offices open Saturday, Sunday. So Monday morning, I call and I let them know that. I have an IUD that I have a positive pregnancy test. And they were like, you need to get in here now because if you have an IUD and we need to remove the IUD. So went to the doctors that Monday morning and sure enough, <laughs> you're pregnant. I think the only thing that would have shocked me more was if they would have said there was more than one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only thing left to, to really yeah. just... <laughs> really surprise you here oh my goodness I mean I've heard of this you know I've heard of pregnancies with IUDs I think what's amazing and a miracle in your situation is it's not just the IUD it's also your age which it's not that I mean we don't feel 40 you know you know I'm saying and it's not many 40 41 42 43 44 year olds are getting pregnant naturally without an issue but mm-hmm. being that there was such a big gap in between the last kid and this one, we knew that you're you you're fertile. Do you know what I'm saying? So I guess right. Right. it's just with the IUD and the age, the fact that this baby had to be here <laughs> is mm-hmm. is pretty cool and and scary. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. first was scary. <laughs> so <laughs> ha- so what I'm finding, which was hilarious, you said that your your husband came home from work. Like yes. <laughs> he said what and got yeah. in his car and came over so yeah you guys he just... was like there is no way wow so how did you keep so this is a weekend of suspense how did you keep this from your kids so well let me back up so at the doctor so they immediately they tried to remove the iud because again you shouldn't be pregnant with an iud right <laughs> And they tried for probably close to an hour. And because at this point, you got to remember, I was already almost 10 weeks pregnant. I had no idea. I had no idea I was pregnant. I had no symptoms, nothing. I mean, you hear these stories or like, I think there's a show like, you know, I'm pregnant and didn't know it. I'm like, how can you not know you're (laughs) pregnant? Like truly no idea. No, no, nothing. No morning sickness. Um, Not, no no symptoms or nothing, nothing to say I was pregnant. So by the time I had went to the doctors, I was already almost 10 weeks along. So they couldn't get it out. They were like, now we can't get it out. It wouldn't come out. And they're like, it's a risk to the baby. 
Oh, wow. So they're like, it has to stay in. And now because of your age and because you have the IUD, now you're a high-risk pregnancy. <laughs> you have a double whammy. Yeah. Basically. Well, you um, just dated yourself because so only people who know about double whammy is our age group. But go on. If you are listening right. to this <laughs> and you hear double whammy, you you know it was it was a game show. But go on. Yes. <laughs> Um, so basically it was a lot of processing at that point, you know, it's like we weren't planning on having a fourth child, you know, how does this change the dynamic of the family? Do we have room on our house? You know, it's like you go through all of, all of the motions. So we didn't tell the kids right away. So that was February. We actually told them on St. Patrick's day, we made like a little pot of gold up and we had the ultrasound picture in there. And um, came up with like a cute little clever saying, something like a new baby to hold. And the girls, because they were at an age where, you know, they were old enough to understand. They they knew, they would know. Total denial. Total <laughs> denial. They were like, there's no way we're not having a baby brother or sister. We're like, they, they thought it was a trick. They thought we were tricking them. And we we're like, no, we're not tricking you. Like, this is really happening. And what's funny is makes the story even better. My son had told his teacher, he had like a sixth sense going on. He had told his teacher that he was going to have a baby brother. No way. And at the time when she called me, I was like, no, I'm not pregnant. Like we're not having any more kids. And so he had this weird sixth sense that he was telling everybody he was going to have a baby brother when we hadn't told them. It was like before we even knew. So there was that whole little wow, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I, I'm sure it must be some an adjustment, quite an adjustment to go from being the youngest and no longer. But in your case, it sounds like he already kind of thought he was going to have one, so maybe that made the yeah. transition a little easier for him. Are they close? Yeah. Oh, he- he was probably the most excited he was probably the most excited like i said the girl i think for everybody else it was kind of shock um you know kind of even at 40 like calling my mom to be you know to say i'm pregnant and again like you know i'm 40 i'm a grown adult i'm married i have a job so it's like not about that but it's just kind of like the you kind of just think in your head like how could this happen you know yeah (laughs) and how were you emotionally in terms of being pregnant at this age now versus, you know, like the, the difference between the first one and this one, how was that emotionally for you? You know, honestly, the whole pregnancy was like a blur to me. Like, because again, not finding out until, you know, I was 10 weeks along, it, it was just kind of, I felt like I was in a cloud the whole time. Like it didn't feel real. It didn't feel real. Obviously, you know, you have changes going on with your body. You see your belly growing. So you you know you're pregnant. But it was just kind of like a blur. Like, it just felt surreal. You know, like, it really it really was a blur. Like, I just feel like it was like kind of like an out-of-body experience. Like, it just, like, is this really my life? Like, am I really going to have, you know, a fourth child? Am I really starting over? Because essentially at that point, we were starting over. Yeah. Um, we had gotten rid of you know, anything that we had for a baby. So it was literally, (laughs) literally starting over. Did that prevent you from having an actual connection with the baby when it was inside of you and it was, 
or was it something like once you gave birth, it all just kind of came together for you? Does that make sense? Because yeah, what? No, it, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah, because um, it's sounding as if you had, you know, uh, up until that point, especially 10 weeks. I mean, that's like, that's f- kind of far along to, you know, all that yes. time you're not knowing. So you right. kind of skip some of those phases of like, oh, you know, the eighth, the fourth week, you know, fourth, eighth week checkup. Right. It's like, oh, wow, we're here. And then hearing all of a sudden, because you went from never having a high risk pregnancy, really, mm-hmm. right? For right. those first three babies right. to all of a sudden, you're not just high risk because of the IUD. The age is also a factor. It's, was, mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot to kind of wrap your head around. So I was wondering whether that caused any type of disconnect with the pregnancy for you. I, I do think it, it did cause some disconnect um, because again, it was just that whole, you know, surreal, like I, it just didn't feel like I was pregnant. I knew I was pregnant, but it was just, just kind of going through the motions, you know? And it's like, okay, here we go, you know? But yeah, once he was born, I think, okay, obviously you're, you have a real life in the flesh baby that you're holding. So yeah, then it's the connection and, and you have it and it's like, okay, I really, you know, cause you kind of have that doubt the whole time you're pregnant. Like I know I'm pregnant, but am I really pregnant? But yes, once he was born, I would say that that connection was definitely there at that point. And so you, you mentioned something too about one of the nurses reactions to you when you were pregnant at this office, something about, yes, she asked you something that I think is so rude. <laughs> Please share with well, our friends. Go, it, it was at, I was at my first appointment with uh, maternal fetal um, and they go through, you know, your health history and your family history, you know, how many, how many pregnancies have you had? How many, you know, um, how many kids do you have? And that sort of thing. Um, and she asked me, and I, I was kind of taken, a, you know, taken back by it, but she asked me, um, do they all have the same father? Um, you know, which I, I answered yes, because it's same, same mom, same dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, is this my reality now? Because, you know, I'm going to have, you know, my oldest, the, the age gap between my oldest and the youngest. Um, people probably will think that you know, um, is it, you know, is it a remarriage? Is it, um, are the older ones, maybe dad's kids, you know, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things were the, were the thoughts going through my mind. But I was like, this is my reality now because there is such that age gap that people aren't going to know. So usually we get, they, 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 they either say, you know, are they, are they all yours? Which I've had actually other people ask me that, are they all, you know, mine and my husband's, um, or they think because the girls are older, cause my oldest is almost 20 and my other one just turned 18. They think that he is theirs, um, which they hate. They totally, um, we were on vacation this summer and we were at a fast food restaurant and, um, a woman actually said to me something about a grandma. And I went out to my husband. I'm like, she thought I was his grandma. I was like, do I look that old? So that was the first time I'd gotten that, but we've gotten several times. Um, they think he's maybe, you know, one of the girls is, um, you know, oh my child gosh. In that. yeah, we're grandma and grandpa. You, what you're offering to this child, this boy must be very different than what you were able to offer your older kids. Right. Do you feel yes, that way? Absolutely. I, I think it, um, well, he's essentially 
kind of an only child at this point because the girls are kind of, you know, one's in college and, you know, works and the other one's getting ready to graduate high school and is kind of going on her own journey. We just went to to Walt Disney World this past weekend and the girls didn't go. So it's kind of like we're back to a family of four. Yeah. Um, and then there's times when my 13 year old, he doesn't want to go on certain outings that we go on. So it really is just just the three of us. So he kind of is an only child, you know, at, at some times. But I think being at this stage in our life, you know, you can provide more, you know, you're more financially stable. So yeah, it's definitely a, a totally different, different experience than when we had the other children. I just don't want, I don't know what I would have been like as a mom at 24. I, I wasn't even in one place. I think I was just traveling. I mean, I guess if I had a kid in, in my, my 20s, I wouldn't have been traveling as much. But I was doing a lot of like theater at the time. But I, I don't know. I mean, is there anything you would have done differently in terms of your parenting style, I would say, now that you have you because you've had so many different stages. You grew up with the first ones mm-hmm. and you were a full on adult with I, the last two, I would think. Right. So mm-hmm. how did how did your parenting style adapt over over the years? Did it change? You know, as you get older, you know, and the more kids you have, I, I think you get more comfortable, you know, with your parenting style. You don't, for me, I, I don't question things as much or you've kind of lived through it so you kind of know. Um, but I feel like now I just don't sweat the small stuff. It's kind of like choose your battles, you know. You can still be a good parent, and discipline, but I think we do it a little bit differently. And I feel like there's not as much, um, I don't want to say yelling, but you know, there's just, we don't, we just don't get worked up, you know, on on things. We just, we just do it differently. And, um, we just kind of go with the flow, you know, and, and honestly, we're really just enjoying it, you know? We enjoy seeing stuff through his eyes and you forget because when your kids get older, you don't get to see, you know, like, holidays or just like we went strawberry picking and just seeing the excitement of him picking strawberries like you forget all of that you know it's kind of like they say when you give birth like you forget how bad how bad it is it's like you forget all the little things that that they get excited about or their milestones so I just I just I'm just enjoying it all taking it all in knowing this is my last one (laughs) I don't know Kimberly Uh, I don't know I hear you (laughs) We'll see. We'll we'll revisit this next year, and and then I'll hear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> number five is on its way. Oh. Okay, make sure that IUD is nice and nice and in place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we're looking to you for the parenting hacks and the marriage hacks because you've been doing this a long time, and you have yes. all ranges of kids. So what is your best parenting hack you can give us? Give us the toddler fixes because mine is too. And the tantrums are full on. It's happening right now. You're probably going to hear it in the background. I'm going to try to edit it out, but it may just be there. Actually, you know, I'm going to ask about potty training. What What is your, is there a potty training genius move that I can, I can use to help? Well... I'm probably not the greatest person to ask on potty training because my my last one, my my now four year old, refused to potty train. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, he he literally has only probably been potty trained for six months because I just he's kind of done things uh, on his own. He didn't walk until he was eighteen months. 
And so I just honestly, I don't think he was ready. I think the key with potty training, I think, is when they are ready, they will do it. I do think the girls were easier to potty train. We finally got to the point where we were like, okay, you, you, you have to go to the bathroom. You have to go. So we did the little, okay, you get a, you get a couple of M and M's, and then he got really into dinosaurs. So then we did the whole gamut of, okay, you get a dinosaur. So we had like a little, little stash. And every time he went, he got to pick a dinosaur. But he, That's yeah, smart. he, they were trying at daycare. He, he would not go. He would mm-hmm. not go. <laughs> yeah. But, but I do think if you give them a little bit of an incentive, I do think that does push them. Okay. You know, a little bit. Well, because people keep saying mine is a little young. I'm not really trying to push her to potty train. She just showed an interest. She started seeing older kids. Or other kids mm-hmm. in her little part-time daycare class. I mean, it's only two mm-hmm. hours a day for two days a week. But that was enough, I guess, bringing the kids to the restroom. to mm-hmm. You know, asking if they want a pee break. She's kind of watched them go. And all of a sudden, she was actually telling me when she had the urge to go mm-hmm. pee pee. And it, she hasn't really done it consistently. But she's showing an interest Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, you know, how t- how far to push her on that in terms of like, do I even try to to make this a regular thing in bringing her because she's so young? Can I wait it out, or you know, just whenever she has an interest to go, just take her? I wasn't mm-hmm. sure whether or not to like full on continue with the potty training, if if that makes sense. I mean, if she's showing an interest, I would kind of keep that up and you know, kind of encourage her. Um, we were, when he wasn't, when he was refusing to body train, you know, we were doing the every 30 minutes. Okay. Let's, let's go potty. Let's go potty just to try to kind of reinforce, you know, kind of getting him used to that. Okay. You got to go. You got to go. Like I said, for him, he's, he's just stubborn. (laughs) He's stubborn. Um, he did not come a day before his due date. (laughs) So he is, he has done everything on his time and he has done that since the day he was born. So hey. um, I, I truly, you know, if they're ready, but see, he wasn't even showing an interest to even go. Um, so we really had to, you know, push him along. But um, I know I have a friend of mine now that has, you know, a two year old and she was already showing interest, like even way before him. And I was like, what is wrong with my kid? But they'll, when they're ready, just like when he, you know, when he wanted to walk 18 months, you know, he, <laughs> he, he finally did it one day. <laughs> wow. I, uh, yeah, and the Karee started walking early. I mean, if anything, it's been like, you have to make sure you keep eyes on her because she climbed out of her crib at 10 months, uh, opened the door to her the bedroom and started oh, wow. clapping for herself. She walked out oh, wow. going. <laughs> we said, yes, yes, you did that. So it's been kind of like those were that was the last time I could literally like really watch or walk away from her mm-hmm. because she's a climber, she's very active, she's you know all over the place. So it's um I'm finding uh that she's keeping me very young in terms of energy cuz I don't have mm-hmm. a choice. But I also feel probably more tired at the end of the day than I think I would have felt if I had her years ago. But I wouldn't have had her. I would have had some other kid, you know? Right. No, I 100% agree. I think I I do notice the energy 
is, is a big thing for me, which is nice having the older kids because I can say, go play with your brother. Um, cause it's hard when you, when you work full time and they just have so much energy all the time, you know, they're just go, go, go. And, you know, being 44 now and it's, it, it does take a toll on you some days, you know, you're more tired. And, um, so it is nice to have the older siblings and, and he loves them. Like he, they come home when the girls are here, you know, he runs right to them and they, they all just love each other, you know, but he, it's nice to have, have the older siblings that can kind of step in that role when this old mom is too tired. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's great to have help, you know, and, and you have that within, you know, you, you gave birth to all of them. So <laughs> you have like a little yeah. village, which is great. But in terms of the older mom thing, it's like, I really, you know, ironically, I know what this podcast, what I want to offer is, you know, the space for older parents to, you know, talk about these things. But most of us don't feel old. It's not like a, you know, where, oh, this age, you know, and this is just rules my life. No, I think we feel pretty young. I mean, sometimes I forget how old I am. It's just, mm -hmm. there are some things though, biologically, uh, physically, that remind us, you've been on this earth for a while, and they're not going to function exactly in the same way that they did 20 years ago. So I know that right. age is, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to say age is just a number, which I get that in terms of, you know, how we feel. But like, even with me going through this process, you know, and, and finding out about my fertility at this age, because I haven't been able to have uh, a child since this one I had at 41. You know, mm -hmm. it's one thing to hear, yeah, you've got these great eggs and ovaries look great. They're just still 43 year old eggs. <laughs> that was the moment, you know, that kind of like surmises, you know, my my battle with not giving in to this older mom thing, but also recognizing that there there are differences within me and, mm -hmm. you know, and how I get through my day and on top of you know, being a mom and a wife, you know, it, it, it takes, it takes a, a little bit of a, a toll on the energy aspect, but, yeah. uh, but yeah. for you with four, I mean, you're splitting yourself amongst four very mm -hmm. different individuals across very different phases of life, plus being a wife and somewhere in there trying to find time for yourself and working. So how do you take care of Kim? What's what how what's the self-care routine for you to be able to manage all of this? Um, well, retail therapy always does wonders. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but even just like today, like going to get a pedicure, you know, getting your toes done. Just I think taking yourself as much as we love our kids, I think it you have to kind of have that separation, even if it's for two hours, you know, to kind of go and do something for yourself. You know, whether it be going to get a pedicure, going to get your nails done, you know, shopping, whatever it may be, just to kind of just break away, you know. So that that's for me. That's what helps. Um, you know, sometimes it may only be an hour. Maybe some days it'll be, you know, my mom and my sister and I you know, will all go do lunch and, you know, go do an outing. But I think you got to you got to have that little bit of a separation, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate that my husband, he's he's very good. We make a great team. So if, if there's something I want to do, he jumps right in there and says, don't worry about it. I got him. Go do it. Go do whatever you want to do. 
Yeah, that's so. key. That's important yeah. to have someone, you know, to have a your partner who understands that 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 time is is needed. And I, I'm sure, you know, you are supportive of him needing, you know, getting that time if he needs to. You said something that was really key that really resonated with me. It was it doesn't matter necessarily the, how much time. It's like to make the most of the time. So if it's just an hour or it's 30 minutes, because a lot of times I think we think, what did I do before the kids for some of us who only have one? Or what would I do if I, if I didn't, if this wasn't the situation? But that's the reality. So therefore, instead of trying to find time for two, three hour blocks of getting the lashes done and the pedicure and all of this all in one day to just take the moments when you can find them. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Whether it's oh, 30 absolutely. minutes here, an hour here, just some. So if you break it down like that, you can actually probably do it more often mm-hmm. than not. Mm-hmm. It's key. Yeah. I think like with us too, it's like, you know, everybody has, you know, days where they're busier at work or, you know, for my husband and I, we, we kind of know, we kind of feed off of each other's energy. So like, if I'm super tired one night, then he'll just, he'll take care of bedtime. You know, he'll do the bath, he'll do get, you know, read the story and, and kind of do the bedtime routine um, and vice versa. If he's kind of tired or he's had, you know, a long day, then, then I'll jump in. So, you know, it makes it nice with that too, having such a, you know, a great relationship between the two of us um, to do that. Yeah. What do you love? What do you love so far about being a mom at this stage? With this new, with this younger child? Again, I think just really just enjoying the little things, you know, just really being able to take it all in. Because I think when you're a young mom, you know, you're focused on because you're not as experienced. And so you kind of zeroing in on things that maybe now at this point in my life, like it really doesn't matter, you know? So I think again, just, just enjoying the little, the little things, the school plays and, you know, the artwork that comes home and just really appreciating all of that and knowing like, again, this is our last one. So, (laughs) um, just enjoying all of that, you know, where not that we didn't enjoy it before, but just really, just really soaking, soaking it up, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Especially you could say that too, because you've had the artwork before from the older kids that who are, where are they now? <laughs> where, where are those little shamrocks? And <laughs> right. my, every time I brought, my daughter brings me another art piece. I'm like, am I supposed to keep this in an album for like later? Cause I don't think she or I will know what this is next week. Yet alone. That's why I, you selectively choose, you know, maybe one one item from each holiday. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe in a year you're like, oh, I really don't want this. You know, so you just you just save this few select like really cute stuff. And then but you're right. Like, um, I know my mom had saved stuff from when I was younger and it's like, I don't want it. Like, <laughs> what do you do with it? You know? <laughs> so it's, it's just- so true. It's like they're probably not going to want it either. It's more just the sentimental value, you yeah. know. It's just for you to say, I loved you, kid. See, I kept this. What is this? I kept it all (laughs) these years because I love you so much. That's what I'm going to, because I don't know what to do with them. I have seen actually a cute, um, it was in the, this was like years ago. It was when the girls were small, but it was like a big, um, like a portfolio. Um, and it had like big pages. So you could like slide it in and then you put like a little tag and it would say, you know, 
St. Patrick's Day, you know, 2022, whatever. And it, it was almost like a scrapbook. So kind of like a big port- portfolio kind of scrapbook. But again, it's kind of you're just making it for you because are they going to want it? But it was kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, or, you know, what I've been doing is taking pictures of some of it. And then that way I have a picture of the artwork. That way, if I don't, if it's something like bulky where you're like, eh, I don't really want it. It's cute, but like, it's kind of bulky to like shove in a drawer. I'll yeah. just take a picture of it. So I'm like, I have the picture of it, but I didn't necessarily, you know, save the actual piece that came home. That's a good hack. I'm going to borrow mm-hmm. that. See? Mm-hmm. The wisdom. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. See, this is why you need to talk to people with multiples and older kids, because you just saved me a good amount of space in my drawers. There you go. (laughs) If you got one thing from this. This This is the only reason why I wanted to talk to you. And I got it. So I'm good. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. No, thank you. (laughs) Thanks again, Kim, for chatting with us. It's nice to hear from someone with multiples. I have so many supporters of this podcast who started over at 40 plus and I wanted to show that even for someone who's done it all before still can feel overwhelmed at times. My greatest takeaway was making time for yourself even if it's less time than you're used to having and not sweating the small stuff. So whether you're trying to conceive, currently expecting or doing it all over again, go easy on yourself. Even the pros need to take a moment to breathe. I can't wait to see you next week. We only have three episodes left of season one. Wow. Thank you so much for taking this amazing ride with me. Let me know what episodes have resonated with you so far and what you want to see discussed in season two. Send me an email at info at at 40com or you can send me a message on Instagram at newmommyat40. See you next week. <laughs>